And Tony, I believe you're the only person we haven't discussed. So what um, specifically did you want to do? Okay, so um, basically Tony is at his desk basically doing the sketching thing to create whatever devices he needs. Um, hmm. uh, so uh, for the... Um, uh, so I, he'll actually like ask around about like what what items do, does the team think that that we'll need to 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 deal with the the oncoming crisis because so far I have magical lanterns on my list and then I'm doing some math on how to on making uh, an effective master ball. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. Blackmore will mention the lantern things. The only other thing you could think of is if uh, like you could create some sort of. I don't know, counteraction to the darkness, but since Blackmore's a bit fuzzy on the actual, like, magic relationship of how that works, like, all he can really give you is some vague thing like, uh, I don't know, it's something involving electricity and electrical myths. I'm, I'm not exactly an expert on this. Yeah, I, I don't think Tony has the knowledge to understand how, like, the blackout affects the power grid. No, mm. yeah, it's true. <laughs> to, to, to counter that, unfortunately, like... Um, I will say that you guys do have the device that was worked on previously by um, Elliot Foster in your inventory. Oh, oh, yeah, create the reverse bomb. Yeah, the the Zeronium mm -hmm. cord. Yeah, I mean, like the the thing is that'll tell Tony kind of how it works, but it won't yeah. give him like the thing is he doesn't understand what it's actually doing, what the the effect mm -hmm. does to the, to the the power grid. I mean, I. Theoretically, I could just build a power that has Nemesis Seven, mm. <laughs> and, and say the this device has the power to counter whatever the the bomb is doing. And like, yeah. technically, yes, but like that's a little cheap. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I imagine that's probably the sticking point. Like, you you completely understand the magical aspect of it, but the thing is, this isn't like it's subduing electricity. It's like it's removing it entirely. And so trying to find a way to, like, put that back is like, well, shit, how do I do that? Mm. Yeah, the... I'll, I'll say that Tony builds, like, a, a, a small prototype and manages to, to blow up some electronics by putting the energy back in. <laughs> hmm. Okay. <laughs> he, he just gestures, was, was that it? Is that what we're trying to do? Hmm. Maybe we should focus on some other things. Is like Blackmore sweeping up like the light that just got blown out. Yeah, I will say that um, you you know that it requires the destruction of a an electricity myth to operate. But yeah, you just turn the battery and like a but yeah, uh, like as you just said, Franklin. Just yeah, for some reason, all of the electronics nearby suddenly fade out, and suddenly you can hear the microwave shutting off. For example. Oh, my gazpacho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tony doesn't know how to fix this. Tony barely understands how electricity works. <laughs> yeah. You push this the is... button and you get light, and that's, like, good enough for him. Yeah. This is human magic. You don't really know how it works. Yeah, no, like, Tony would be up to learning, but he, you don't have time to give Tony a master's in electrical engineering before yeah. the blackout um, happens. Yeah. This is a matter of urgency, yes. Yeah, so, um... Does anyone have any other requests for Tony? Um, not especially. I mean, Quincy's already gone at this point, I think. If the one thing that I'm not sure I understand about the boogeyman is if we talk about it, it knows 
that we're talking about it, and it knows where we are. And if we're not looking at it, it can move extremely quickly. But does it actually need to see us in order to find us physically? Because um, if so, making some kind of, I don't know, you know, device that would make us harder to see. Uh, yeah, I think just... it just knows where we are. Like, I, th- I think it has an innate draw. Like, it's it probably knows what direction we are, and like, it's tough. It's tough. Like, I, do the records indicate if it's like, like if it was looking at a map, could it just like point at the position we're currently at? Um, you guys are guessing based on what Creedy has told you that. Because this thing is designed to operate like a horror movie villain, it is extremely good at finding people. So yes, it knows exactly where we are. I, I imagine right. it's kind of like um, like a threat indicator in a video game, where it's like he's probably got a direction and maybe an idea of like how far it is, but I don't <laughs> think he could just pull up a map and be like, ah, there you are. I don't know. It kind of seems like that's how it is. Yeah, so... I think we should work, like, I don't know. Qu- again, again, Quincy's not there. But. Mm. Yeah. Um, Alright, so... Um, I, I... I don't think I... I could specifically... Maybe I could build something that... That that specifically stops his ability to find you, but, like... Again, these are, like, one-off things, unless you guys want to actually spend your character points on them. Mm-hmm. Hmm... I mean, Quincy's gonna get a. Quincy's just going to instead get a. Uh, um, it's just gonna go get that packed. So, okay. So, um, why don't we go in order of who decided what for what they wanted to do? Uh, John, did you maybe want to take a little bit of time to think about something that you could do, or would you prefer to just quickly make this decision now? Um, give me. A, a little bit. I, I'm still okay. kind of mapping out how how these. Uh, much like uh, Tony himself, I, I'm, I'm doing all the math to figure out what I can build. Yeah, okay, you've got the I drafting will... table. You've got the like the pencils. I will say this, um, Tony. You've set your stuff up in the parking lot, and you're currently looking over some papers, just sketching some stuff out. And you've also got an inventory of what you can use around Scotland Yard. And as you're looking stuff over, you remember something else as well. In all of the things that you guys have confiscated, there is also that vial that you took from the McCarthy family that would permanently let a person make packs with myths. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Powerful magic substrate. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure what to, what, what to do with that. Because um, hmm. I... Tony doesn't know that many humans is the, hmm, is the right. thing. Thing. Like... Well, actually, no. Tony will go up to the group and say, "Why don't we give this to Creedy?" Now that's an idea. I always just assumed that he had some sort of pact abilities. Well, with the way no. he can sneak around like that. No, he, he said he specifically, he specifically said he could mentioned. Yeah. Oh, I mean, if he's willing to give it a shot, can't exactly see how up to the task he'll be about effectively downing semi-illegal narcotics. That's not narcotic. It's not even an illicit substance, technically. It's not on. It's not on any schedule, as far as we're aware. In terms, they created ultra cocaine. It's legal because nobody has classified ultra cocaine yet. That that's true. If you do create ultra cocaine, <laughs> as long also, as the government never finds out, it'll be legal. Also, give me some. It's just cocaine and Gatorade. So, give me some. <laughs> <laughs> 
God, I could just imagine somebody chugging that out back of a Los Angeles 7-Eleven or something. Oh, no, you, you mix them together, and then you form, like, a jello. Mmm. Ooh. Got yeah, that, that just rub that paste on your gums. Mmm. <laughs> Good for parties, yeah. Okay, well. so, yeah. What's the, what's, what's actually happening here? Um, yeah, so, what, um, are you guys gonna approach yeah. Creedy with this? Yeah, like, are, what are we actually doing here? Or, or... Well, I mean, Blackmore's probably busy dealing with, um, sorting out McDonab's, uh, property case. So I imagine it comes down to Tony and, um, Lavin, uh, and Adam, if they want to do something about it. I mean, sure, yeah, uh, didn't. Tony, we'll go back to, to, to Creedy. Okay, so Tony, you try to find Creedy, and as it turns out, he is coming out of the elevator maybe about an hour or so after you have this idea, and oh, Inspector Megalos, good to see you. Mm. Uh, wh- what is Creedy's title again? Is... Um, uh, Creedy's title is uh, Internal Affairs. Okay, but Okay. Oh, uh, sorry. Um, it, it was it probably... Did you say he was an inspector or something? Hello, yes. Mister Internal Affairs. Yeah. Um, uh, inspector Creedy, uh, about the matter we spoke of earlier, if you could, if you have yes. a moment, I, I had do. an idea. Um, I also took an opportunity, and as he's walking with you, he leads you into into a side room. I took a moment to speak with Francis Montague regarding any information he might have. After an attempt of his to seduce me, before asking for my blood, uh, I tried to obtain information. However, he was insistent upon requesting better living conditions for his cell before he were to give up any information regarding the smiley face killer. Hmm. Well, uh, I'll, I'll pass that along to the rest of the team. Uh, they seem to have a better handle on this whole budget thing. Uh, but... Um, you mentioned uh, during our talk that you don't have any myth powers or uh, abilities to defend yourself w- with, correct? That is, cor- that is correct, yes. Well, we have just come into the um, the uh, possession of a uh, drug that grants the ability to a, of a, for a human to become a pact wielder. I saw that you had, however, I knew that it was not my place to say anything. Well, uh, I I believe that it is dangerous to spread this information around any further, and being that you are the only one in the know without an ability to def- defend yourself, it would be best if you used it. At this, he is looking at you with a, yeah, a sharp look of appraisal at this. An interesting suggestion. Have you spoken to the rest of your team about this? Uh, I haven't. Uh, Quincy is gone to get cat food and uh, uh, Blackmore seems to be uh, doing something about returning a sword. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I guess I could speak to Inspector Lavender about it, but um, I thought I... We sh- hmm. Let us I, wait I, for the rest of the team to return then before we come to any sort of decision regarding the whole team. Just Tony leans over. Hey, yo, Lavender! You want to give this guy the juice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I, I mean, Tony's like, Tony will shrug and say, well, I, I 
Uh, if, if you think so, I, I believe that as uh, protectors of the city, it would be best to, uh, knowing that you are <clears throat> uh, in such dire straits, it would be best to have you uh, protected, but uh, if, if you uh, wish to wait, that's, uh, that's fine. Until the rest of the team returns, as this is the property of the whole team. But you make an excellent suggestion, uh, Inspector. All right. Well, uh, Tony will take out like a one of his, his like bulletproof charms, just just like pin it to to uh, Creedy and say, "Well, until then, I hope this will keep you a little bit safer." Interesting. I dare say I could have used this many times in the past. Thank you. And then, yeah, Tony will go back to back to his board. Uh, yeah, back to his his desk and back like, to the drawing board. Yep. Okay. So, uh, why don't we jump over to Franklin first? All right. So, uh, Franklin will just pull up the uh, McDonavs case. Yep. Uh, dials the contact numbers that are given. Hopes uh-huh. for like an answer. Uh huh. So and uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you get on the line with who you need to bring this matter. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I basically say, um, hello, Mr. Danab, this is Inspector Blackmore. Uh, there's been, uh, development in the case regarding your stolen property. I was wondering if you could come down to the station and possibly identify a few things for us. Oh, um, absolutely. Today's my day off, so I would be happy to speak with you regarding, uh, these matters. Yeah. Uh, just come down to Scotland Yard and say that you're here to see me. They'll let me know that you've arrived. Of course, of course. So, um, yeah, a few, yeah, it's about, uh, maybe about an hour or so before eventually you can, yeah, see him, uh, at the front desk. He speaks to the woman behind the counter. She, yeah, points directing him and he catches sight of you and heads over. So, uh, yeah, he's dressed in civilian clothes with a light jacket over top, it seems. Right. But, uh... Yeah, he sort of, yeah, he's got his hair done up in that man bun, same as before. And, uh, yeah, he's, uh, noticeably, like, wringing his hands together. Um, you can tell that he is anxious. Hmm. Uh, Inspector Blackmore. Uh, Mr. Dab? I wasn't, uh, um, I wasn't expecting a phone call. This is rather unexpected. Uh, what's, uh, what's going on? Well, that's what we're hoping that you can tell us. We have an item, and we think that might be related to your case, and we were wondering if you might be able to identify it. And so Blackmore will go over to, like, the evidence locker, check out the thing. Uh Uh, So when he opens it up, he opens it sort of away from him, and he basically is just going to look at him and say, "Uh, there was an inscription on the, the... What was it? It was an inscription on the blade, right? He is not listening to you. His eyes are fixed on this blade. And he is completely still. Uh, Mr. Danab? He slowly steps forward, taking one step at a time, reaching out hesitantly. Mr. Danab, if there's going to be some sort of magical resonance when you pick that up, I'd rather like to know beforehand. And he places his hands on the blade, and you can feel like a thrum of power just pulse out from him. It rustles papers on nearby desks, and he takes the blade out. This rusted, aged scimitar just caked with um, age and neglect. After <sighs> so many centuries, I have found you again. And there is actually like a 
wave of heat that slowly washes out from him that fills the room as he slowly rises up into the air. Just power and magic washing over him as the band that is keeping his man bun done up explodes off and suddenly like these waves of long black hair are just uh yeah drifting about as though in an unseen wind and as he holds his blade out the rust is just flaking away disintegrating into the air and it is shining like new steel glowing with fire as the runes that are traced along its surface are lighting up almost white hot and so he slowly rotates in the air comes down but power is still washing off of him and as everybody in scotland yard is standing up from their desk to look over like some of them in alarm and stuff he is looking at you with his irises literally glowing the orange of a new flame and he has this look of pure satisfaction confidence like this is a man who has been born anew and after hundreds of years of separation from my sword my other half as you promised franklin blackmore you have found it and returned it to me with my blade once again in hand my powers are fully restored like the sun i rise once again burning brighter than ever before with the promise you have kept. And so he steps forward and claps one hand on your shoulder, just heat washing into you. You have earned my trust, and so I shall honor our agreement henceforth. For your efforts, you shall gain the use of all my powers in their entirety for the rest of your life. So long as you use my abilities for justice and honor, may your hardships be few and your victories beyond count. Franklin Blackmore... Let us join in the pact henceforth and let legends of this partnership be passed down for all generations to come. And so with this, he extends his hand out towards you as more papers are whipping off and forming almost this whirlwind around the both of you. All right, well, Franklin's going to reach out and shake the hand, if only to stop the papers from flying around. You do this, and the papers explode outward once again, even more uh, frantic than ever before. And as uh, your hands are clasped, you feel fire race down your arm into your body, and you can feel just heat and power throbbing off of you. Just this absolute um, connection, this conduit of raw primal fire energy racing through you and as you pull back and now franklin blackmore i have my sword let me see yours and uh franklin's just kind of like be a bit stymied for a bit and then he's just gonna kind of do like a motion with his hand and as if he's trying something and i'm assuming (laughs) a sword of pure fire erupts from your empty hand but unlike the red-orange flames of uh, Makin Aldana, yours are the bluish-purple flames that you know to be associated with your ghostly uh, pact. Mm. And oh, yeah, as cool. uh huh, uh, the sword seems perfectly balanced, almost weightless in your hand. But as you turn it over you can feel just this intense power coming out of it. And there are these same bluish-purple flames licking up your arms, not even burning your clothes, but you can sense that you have made an incredibly powerful pact. 
Well, uh, Mr. Danab, uh, thank you. I will need you, however, to uh, sign out this item from the evidence locker. If you could just sign here, here, the, and here. The flames dissipate. Yes, yes. So, uh, you need my signatures here? Yes, yes. Just here. right here, here. Yeah. And uh, hold on a second. And then Blackmore starts looking through the various tossed up papers and uh, on this form here, please. Oh, my apologies. I did not mean to make this mess. T- tell you what, I'll take a moment. I'll help you out. Um... But should you ever wish to return to O'Brien's pub, I will ensure that you, Franklin Blackmore, will drink for free henceforth. And with that, Blackmore takes and pays very much attention and says, Now there's a pact worth making. Yes. I can assure you, Franklin Blackmore, that this, of all the packs that you have ever made, that this will be the one that you sh- uh, shall remember forevermore. Well, uh, here's hoping about that. <laughs> and yeah, so, I will so, gather up Barry's paperwork and yep. get him to sign things out. I, and, I skip yeah. over the usual questions where I ask to identify the things, since I'm assuming magical resonance in the report field will act yeah. as a good enough indicator. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. But uh, yeah, a number of the officers are just uh, watching over. Like, a couple of them actually have their phones out and stuff, because that was very cinematic by most of their standards. But... Yeah, it looks as though you have done, made some very fruitful decisions with uh, your shift today. Mm-hmm. And then so, in the assume... background, Tony just picking up his his, his blueprints that got <laughs> all blown around. Yeah, yeah. And then Tony's like, "Hey, Blackmore, we give Greedy the juice." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, after that, let's jump over to um, Quincy. So. Uh, Joey, where are you going to go specifically? You said the place where you first met Marn? Yes. Okay. So, um, you head around to that sort of area of town, just maybe wondering if, uh, you know, he might be there. So I will let you roll a, um, perception check or anything similar to see if you can, uh, you know, see anything in your environment. Um, that is a, wow, oh, second, drop one. That is a 1517. Okay, so uh, taking some time to look around with a bag of cat food in your hand. Um, yeah, you step into an alleyway and uh, you actually hear some rustling from a nearby dumpster. And yeah, um, before yeah before you can react, a familiar pitch black cat just jumps on out of the dumpster onto the lip of it, then uh, jumps down into the alleyway licking his chops. Oh, well, that was easy. Inspect. I guess it was a good thing I got the wet one stuff. What brings you to this part of town at this time of day? Uh, as he's opening a can, um, ah. I wanted to discuss a deal with you. Hmm. He, and with that, he Quincy puts down the cat food and slides it towards him. An interesting proposition. So, uh, yeah, he um, yeah takes a sniff. Mm. What flavor is this? Oh, I have all of them. And he... Quincy pours out, he has bought two of everything. So you have come then. Excellent. And so, yeah, he begins just, uh, yeah, eating up the food. But you talk, I'll listen. And he just continues eating. Um, well, I just wanted to ask if you would be interested in making a pact with me. Um, you see, um, we have many myths at the station, and uh, not all of them have can speak, and I would like to make sure that they each have have the ability to communicate with me. Mm. In fact, we were considering um, 
upgrading their the facilities and we wanted to make sure that they had well their concerns were noted an interesting idea so it seems as though you officers are more in tune with the desires of myth than some might expect well i would hope so at this he's uh yeah he's finished up the can surprisingly fast and he's kind of just uh licking his chops while sort of looking up at you with those small you know um suspicious cat eye inspector there is perhaps something that we could do as part of a quid pro for you are aware of some of the events going on in london well uh you could say that yes now there is a matter which is concerning a number of mm, individuals that I know. A problem that has been plaguing us since the last blackout. Uh-huh. We believe that there may be a very powerful myth that is involved with preying upon certain members of a community that I run. Uh, Alright. Now, we can discuss matters later tonight, if you and some other officers who are similarly involved were to come and speak with members of this community. It is not normally one that humans are allowed into, but I believe if they were to know that you were interested in helping us, an exception might be made in your place. Well, um, this is definitely a matter we are interested in, but we are under very serious time pressure um tomorrow we believe there will be an attack and we wish to be prepared as such and yeah at this um yeah he just um actually stands up from where he was sitting and just uh some of his fur seems to go slightly on end tomorrow yes oh this is interesting a time pressure, I understand, as many of you are trying to assist some folks here in there around London. Well, yeah. in this, and at this, he's regarding you with a bit of a new expression. So, if you were to ask me for a pact, what would you be willing to offer? Uh, what would you like? And you have a feeling that this was one of the worst things you could have possibly said as the cat is slowly adopting what you can only assume to be a smile. I want to be able to go outside. (laughs) Change my mind. I want to be back in. Oh, well, I would ask first off that you would promise to assist us in this matter, but there is... Something else that I would ask of you. Nothing really. And at this, he hops up on the lip of the dumpster once again so that he's at eye level with you. Just a trifle, to be honest. All right. I would own you. Um. Now, it wouldn't truly be much. Simply put, your home would be my home. And everything that you own would be mine. But I might not really have use for it. Every so often, I wouldn't stay there all the time, but I would come in whenever I like, sleep wherever I may choose, and should I be hungry, you would have food for me. (laughs) So he wants to be my cat. Pretty much. (laughs) You're guessing that this is the case, yes. Um, I think Quincy's going to essentially... um, uh, Quincy says, 
<clears throat> well, um, the term ownership may be a little harsh, but I would be willing to offer you what you say. Um, you may enter my house whenever you need to. I could even install a portal for you. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying to avoid the cat or um, <laughs> And I would be glad to feed you if you need it. In fact, I could even leave it in a special place for you. My own a, design- a designated A designated area, yes. And at this... Hmm, excellent. And he, yeah, he's doing that thing where cats sort of like almost squint in pleasure. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, excellent. Yeah. But, and at this, his face turns serious once again. There are some members of this community I mentioned that require refuge at this time. Um, well, if they would like refuge... I'm sure Scotland Yard would be willing to offer refuge to any uh, mitts. And, roll and not a, and for a temporary basis, of course. Roll me a diplomacy check. Okay. Diplomacy is actually not terrible. Three. Uh, Sixteen. At this, he just... And if this event is coming tomorrow, as you stated... Hmm. Very well. If... If it is true that there is going to be another attack tomorrow in the blackout, then that would be not the best place to find refuge, but anything better than what is currently transmitted. I would ask that you prepare a sufficient amount of food in advance for that. Um, yes. If you can give us numbers, I would be happy to. We... There are... Yes. 47 of us. Not including kittens. Oh! And Quincy realizes that he was talking about all cats. (laughs) Yup! Um, yes, yes, I believe that shouldn't be an issue, and they are all, um, but do any of them have different abilities than you? No. All Nekomata are identical in terms of the ability they have. However, he narrows his eyes. There are some allergies. Um, well, I... Some chicken, some fish. Maybe a Um, few rabbit if you can find it, but... Ensure that there is a variety, as there are some who are very particular. And uh, yes, sure. And milk. Plenty of it. Quincy nods, and he's he's taking out a notepad and is writing this down. Mm, good. Yes. Well, we shall see how this goes, I suppose. But it is very possible that you have saved many lives here today, Inspector. Uh, well, I would hope so. Hmm. Very well, then. I shall be... I have some people I need to talk to. And I suppose I shall see you when I see you next. And so with that, um, he actually... Yeah, his tail unfurls, as you've seen it do once before, into two separate splits. And one of them curls around as if to offer it in a shake. Um, all right. So just to clarify, he asked for normal cat stuff. Yeah. Uh, Quincy denied that he that he gets to own me, but he mm. he can come and go as he pleases. I'll mm. feed him. I'll give him his own designated area. Mm. He can you, you enter did, and go around my apartment yeah. at any point. You didn't say anything about him not owning you, but I specifically you, said he does not own me. But okay. I did say that he can come and go as he pleases, mm. and that he That's, has full access to anything, and I will help him at any opportunity I can. Hmm. Yes. So I own you. Um. Well, I mean, these things are finicky, are they not? I suppose so. Well, let us just agree to disagree. <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> and I'll, I'll shake the tail at that point. Excellent. Very good. And yeah, so you shake the tail and the energies of a new pact flow into you. And now you have all of the abilities of a Nekomata. You have right. dark vision. You can talk to other, any and all animals. And you do have the ability to teleport, but only when nobody is looking directly at you. Okay, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Ah, so the boogeyman teleports behind you so that you can't see him. And then you teleport behind him because he can't see you. And you keep doing this until you're somewhere in Scotland. Or over the Atlantic Ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Yes. Well, I shall see you at my home. Or maybe not. I honestly don't care. But nevertheless, I have matters to attend to. And so with that, he uh, hops out of the dumpster and says, nothing has happened. He's just sauntering his way off. Okay. All right. So with that, um, yeah, that will be what you do, Quincy. And next, let's go to Adam. So what are you going to do with your shift? Right. Um, So this might be something that was done before, but if these blackouts have been happening every week for some time, Uh and Um, it's only happened, sorry, it's only happened twice before. Oh, okay, okay. And we, we know it's going to happen on a Friday. Has anyone contacted the people at the power grid, like the utilities people, and let them know that, hey, maybe you could shut things down at a prescribed time and then, you know, try and turn them back on after the su- shutdown was supposed to have happened? Yeah. If nothing else, it'll prevent any major like infrastructure damage that would happen, like power surges and stuff. See, the thing is, is that it's not actually, like, an EMP. It's more like electricity is just kind of disappearing and then reappearing back in the thing. So it's not that, like, this happened twice before, and I don't think we've ever had any problems with power surges. Like, I had that thought as well. It's always magic, right? Yeah, it's it's magic. It's magic. Yeah, Hmm. it, 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 like, um, specifically, like, the, in the investigation that led up to this, uh, we went and talked to the people at the power grid, and um, basically they they said, you know, it's, we don't know what happened, but everything's fine now. Yeah, um, yeah, and it and it does like it works on things that aren't even turned on, like flashlights stop working, ah. like um, yeah, like so getting an emergency disappearance of electricity. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. H- hence why the the like. They, they, we can't just like turn everything off and back on again and fix it. So, but yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. Okay. Uh. Well, with that in mind, I guess there's a couple things we could do that aren't directly related to the smiley face killer because my pact will arrive tomorrow. Um, we could interview the captured members of the McCarthy family. Um, try and get any information out of them about this, like, myth mojo they have. Mm. How many other files exist? Is it being made on, like, an industrial scale? That kind of thing. Uh, Where were they planning on taking the captured myths to? That kind of thing. Okay, so who are you going to speak to regarding this? Um, Okay, so there there were a few people that we captured, right? There was the one bald guy who had the myth powers, and then Uh there were at least two others, maybe three others, that were non- uh, myth positive or myth negative, um, I guess. There were two others that were myth positive, one of whom was a mercenary that was hired by the group and the other who was an enforcer. 
And the other notable member was that Minotaur. And aside from aside from those four, you know that there were about yeah four other sort of lackeys that were working with them that weren't myth positive. Hmm. Well, it might be best to let Tony take the Minotaur. I wonder if the mercenary wouldn't be a good place to start. She, I think, would be likely to have the least amount of information, but also has the least amount of to lose by telling us things, mm-hmm. right? And she might at least know where the myths were supposed to be taken. I mean, if anything else, if she's like, if she wasn't myth positive before um, this whole went down, maybe she had to get taken to one of their like laboratories to get administered this stuff. Right. Yeah. Okay. I guess I'll start with her and then uh, we'll see where that goes. Okay. So uh, you decide to yeah investigate the woman referred to as Nirav Thakar. So going into her holding cell, you can see that... Um, oh, I guess if she's a mercenary and we know her hmm. name, I'll run a quick check, like background sure. check beforehand. See um, if I can get any kind of information on her. Yeah. Uh, so it turns out that she has done a lot of work here and there. She's in about her early 30s, so she's only been making a name for herself in the last uh, few years or so, but it seems that in the last two years, she has just exploded into... um, Basically, she's really been making a name for herself in the underground because of her... Yeah, she. it turns out she has been myth-positive for a little while now. And with the packs that she's made, she's worked primarily as a sniper. And that there are some events where, um, due to a pact, it seems like you're not sure what myth she's made a pact with, but it seems as though because of her ability to conjure lightning, she has been able to find some work maybe performing a couple of hits. You're not sure, but it seems to be related to... Yeah, some deaths that seem to have been caused by freak lightning accidents. And, you know, it's surmised that she was involved because she was in the known area at the time that it occurred. All right. Can you give me her name again? uh, Nirav, spelled N-I-R-A-V, and Thakar, T-H-A-K-K-A-R. So I can also type that in the chat. Great. And primarily she's been, she started work in the Middle East, but she slowly expanded into Central Europe over the last few years before coming over to the UK. All right. <clears throat> hmm. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Uh, I guess with that, I'll, I'll go in and uh, set up an interrogation. Okay. Or an so, interview. All right. So you head in and yep, she is shackled at the table. You can see that there is a splint that they've put on her leg because it seems pretty, yeah, you understand it was pretty messed up. Uh, but yeah, she is, she has long dark hair, uh, sort of like a bit of a hawkish nose and just eyes that immediately lock onto you when you come in the room. She looks incredibly impassive as to everything, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, she is dead silent as you sit down across from her. So, um, feel free to roll me an interrogation check to see what you can just set the mood of this whole thing. Okay. Um, I don't have that as a specific skill. Would I just roll plus Uh, charisma? Plus intelligence. Interrogation is your is your use of your brain power to pick apart a person and just, you know, use your intellect to 
pry things out of them. Okay. Um, I guess my kind of goal with this was to offer her, like, not necessarily a deal, because she does mm. have actual crimes that she needs to be investigated for, and, and mm. but, you know, because, the, because of the McCarthy family's uh, kind of tangential involvement with the smiley case smiley face killer case like uh-huh. her involvement with this specific myth kidnapping puts her in a, a much more precarious position than anything she's done before even worse than murder mm. uh and organized hits so that that's kind of yeah. what yeah. again what, there's no hard evidence for this stuff but it is it's just a a theory with a lot of like you know, it's circumstantial. Is that it's what exactly. There's a lot of circumstantial evidence, but nothing that's hard. Yeah, pinning pinning the McCarthys and the smiley face killer. I that's fine. But, yeah, I, but I don't this, need to actually provide evidence yeah. during an interrogation. But yeah, what she was involved in is hard proof. So yeah. anyway, you've got her on this, but I will leave it up to you as to how you wish to approach. If you wanted to offer her a like a deal, that would be like diplomacy. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to try and do that, because uh, I'm, that's, I have better diplomacy, or I have skill points in diplomacy, I should say. Uh, so, I guess, do we, do you want to role play it out, and then I roll, make the roll? Um, first make the roll, and I will role play a court. Okay, great. Uh, that's a diplomacy, uh, 21. Okay, uh, go right ahead. Okay, so Adam is going to come in, uh, he's got kind of his folder full of, uh, material and he's going to try and play more of a bookish cop uh he's got uh his reading glasses on he's going to sit down and not make direct eye contact until he's he sat down uh hello uh miss thakar is it she just is not saying anything and is just looking directly back at you with an almost bored expression on her face my name is inspector lavender Adam Lavender. You can just call me Adam. Uh, I'm here with some, I guess I would say, questions about your involvement with the McCarthy family. You don't need to say anything. Uh, He's going to ruffle through the papers. So I understand that before you came to work with the McCarthy family, you were involved in several uh, hits, let's say, on the continent and further east. Um, And that's those are some fairly serious uh, serious accusations against you, and, and it certainly is a, an, an unfortunate position that you've been put in here. But I want to put those aside for a moment. I I believe that you don't do not fully understand the seriousness of your position, having uh, allied yourself with the McCarthy family, and that that's very interesting to me because it raises some questions. Now. What I want to know is is fairly simple. I would like to know, or I would like you to tell me to the best of your ability, where the McCarthy family was planning on taking the myths that they had kidnapped, how they were manufacturing, or at the very least, where they were manufacturing uh, the myth-positive serum that they've developed, and uh, any other relationships that you know about between the McCarthy family and uh, vampires within London. Nothing too complicated. The way that you are, are able or unable to answer those questions will will say a lot, I think. And yeah, she holds your gaze at this for almost like a good half minute and you just let the silence wait. You just wait 
you know, to see who breaks first. And then eventually she just... <sighs> so, in regards to all this, I understand you have some questions about what our group was up to. And that things are a bit ambiguous, but I can't say for sure what I know. There are many things they did not tell me. All I knew is it was going to be a job. They wanted me to keep them safe and that they would pay me once we were all finished. And they didn't tell you where you were going. They didn't tell you what the job was about. I find that hard to believe, especially from a professional like you. And I would be correct in assuming that you are a professional yourself? <laughs> uh, in, in more ways than one, yes. Well, as a professional, you should know that individuals in my line of work, we try very hard to establish a name for myself, for ourselves. Mr. Carr, and he's going to throw the folder down, I've seen the evidence stacked against you, not just here in, in Britain, but elsewhere. You are a wanted criminal in uh, no less than four European countries, three of which have extradition treaties with the UK, solely based on your involvement here uh, with the McCarthy family, we would be able to detain you. Uh, we would be able to hold those extradition treaties uh, by taking charges against you. Now, you can accept those charges and go through the British court system here and face uh, British justice. Or, if you choose to be completely uncooperative, we can have you extradited to, let's see, Bulgaria. Now, I don't have personal experience with the Bulgarian courts, but I believe they will be a lot less lenient with you, considering the charges uh, that you are will be facing there, uh, multiple counts of murder, whereas here you would be facing counts of, well, conspiracy, kidnapping myths, uh, these areas of the law are, well, I won't say ambiguous, but anything involving myths is is guaranteed to be quite a bit more complicated and would buy you, well, let's say, a bit of time. At this, she, uh, yeah, she is just meeting your expression just completely evenly. Like, there is, there are no cracks that you can see whatsoever in her expression. And so, so it seems as though there are some... None of none of these are good circumstances, but some are even less desirable than the others. However, I'm going to ask you to consider one thing, given my line of work, that, as I was saying, reputation is important. If I were to give up anything on the individuals who've employed me, it might be very difficult for me to find work elsewhere. The so... McCarthy family is... Uh, well, that, now that is a very interesting thing that you've just told me. You see, the McCarthy family, as I'm sure you know, is a fairly large, centralized crime organization within London. I guarantee you almost any of the information they would have told you would be known by others. We, the Mythos Unit, and the London Police at large have quite a few undercover networks, as I'm sure you're well aware. There's no way any information that I think you have could be traced back to you specifically, unless you have information that you believe to be truly unique. Is that the case? And at, th and at this, she's, um, yeah, meeting, still meeting your expression, and I do not think that there's anything that they have told me that they would not have told 
others in this group. So, if I were to give you something you could use, I would ask that you make it known within your own organization that I was cooperative to ensure that charges are not as severe as they could be, and also that none of this information was to go back to the Makathis themselves. <laughs> Believe me when I say, Nirav, uh, the London police know a thing or two about discretion. Well, they had discussed going back to one area, by the docks, uh, around... Mm, yeah, and she sort of gives you some directions, but that is where we met previously, and they had... Uh, so, you know, they did have a number of interesting assets there. Yes, they seem to be growing in power every day. But you do know why they went out into the countryside to begin with. Well, based on our current understanding, I would say they were trying to kidnap myths uh, from, uh, you know, somewhere disconnected from Myth Town and thus outside of the jurisdiction of the Mythos unit. Uh, they this were, one, oh, they were well, with so many of these assets that they were hoping to acquire, you'd think that a group as powerful as this would need somewhere to keep them. Precisely. To my knowledge, that was the drop-off where we were going, but it's uh, an interesting place, you might say. You must understand that they would need not only somewhere to keep them, but a way of keeping them under control. Yes, Yes, we are very concerned for their safety and well-being. And so this hideout here, this drop-off point at the, the docks, serves yes. as a, a, a lock-up of, of sorts. Correct. Hmm. Very heavy under lock and key, a number of defenses, and a very powerful myth that they are using to keep all of the others in line. Ah, now that is a very interesting piece of information. Thank you. One other thing... Of the members of the McCarthy family present uh, yesterday, only one of them was myth-positive. We have reason to believe that he, the McCarthy family has ways of making people myth-positive, or they've found out some method of doing this. Do you know anything about this? Do they talk to you about anything like this? At this, she pauses things. There might also be a specific area that they've set aside for... And at the she pauses. They were making something there. They didn't say what, but it involved the use of a lot of different kinds of chemicals. Many different large drums, and they had many people. Hmm. Uh, almost an industrial sort of facility, you might say. Yes. And uh, Adam is going to uh, kind of lower his gaze and kind of uh, you know, try and uh, hold eye contact with Nirav for a good 15-20 seconds. Looks like he's reading her face. Very well. Thank you, Mr. Carr. This has been very helpful. Uh, I can assure you that I will do the utmost in my power to uphold my end of the bargain given that uh, what you have told me turns out to be true. The London Police thanks you for your cooperation. She is... Again, she says absolutely nothing. Very well. Adam will go. Well, I mean, you've heard the expression, you know, squeezing blood from a stone, but, uh, yeah. No, I feel like we got a fair amount there. Yeah, I think I think you did a really good job. I think your your take of, 
hey, I'm going to send you to Bulgarian prison, and also, if you tell me stuff, I'll make sure no one finds out. It's yeah. a pretty, pretty good tactic. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, given her, I mean, given her expression and stuff, you weren't sure how cooperative she would be, but you are surprised that, you know, you were able to take that approach. It looks as though she knew, uh, you know, when uh, the cards dealt weren't in her favor. Also mm-hmm. fully within your rights, I believe. No, uh, no, no nothing, nothing untoward. Mm-hmm. No, yep. just kind of being a little political about it. Mm-hmm. Trying to and... keep her locked up in the British courts as long as possible. Yeah, honestly, and... it would have been a, like a really funny counteroffer if she's like Bulgarian courts. Do you know how many judges I can buy in a Bulgarian court? <laughs> <laughs> mm. So, uh, uh, with this right. information that you have, it looks as though you have a location for what is most likely where the McCarthy family is keeping all of their myths. Hmm. Okay. I guess. Well, it's definitely uh, something we can deal with. I mean, do you think this is going to be part of what's happening tomorrow, or? Well, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll make some case notes and I'll uh, send out a memo to the rest of the team. But this isn't something that we have to do immediately. And finally, let's jump over to Tony. So, Tony, what are you going to be doing for your uh, section of the day? Well, uh, Tony has two blueprints. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, one is called the Expel Box. Uh, okay. Uh, it, it is a one-use, city-wide expel of, a, of any boogeyman from the city. Okay. <laughs> um, it has a few restrictions. Um, it is full power only, so you cannot expel a boogeyman to less than the entire, uh, the entirety of the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is noticeable in that it c- creates a big, bright flash of light. Okay. Um, nice, you have a pulsing energy wave. Yeah. Um, the, uh, it will not work if it is, uh, in total darkness. It needs light to, uh, to work. Okay. Um, and it is a full round action. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so, uh, this one I don't automatically succeed at because it actually takes, uh, it, it will require me to make a couple of rolls for. All right. So I was waiting uh, for you to come back around to me. Sure. Uh, yeah. So just to check, the design check is with wisdom. Is that correct? Um, Intelligence. Because uh, this is a matter that requires, you know, precise knowledge and, you know, like mapping stuff out and technical designs. Tony okay. needs to tune the machine to the exact wavelength of boogie exact. energy. You gotta find that boogie frequency. No, 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 wrong. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, nope, I got the wrong boogie frequency. People are just dancing. <laughs> like, in crafting checks, wisdom is more for artistic sense. Like, um, you know, uh, like if you were cooking to find the exact balance of spices needed to make a good meal, for example. What if we make some sort of anti-boogeyman curry? Mm. Okay, so it's <laughs> intelligence to make the design, and then what is it to do the actual... To, to make um, the object, then. What I curry is that? Would, Forget about everything else. I would say that it could be intelligence again if you wanted to, to make sure that everything's set up correctly. Or it could be, like, dexterity, for example, if this involves, like, fine-tuning at a very delicate level. Okay. Yeah. Uh, probably dexterity, then. Hmm. Intricate okay. clockwork mechanisms. Exactly, yeah. All right. Well, um... <laughs> Um, let's see, I need to, uh, I have a pretty good chance to make this straight out, but I, it's not 100%, so, okay, I make it, uh, with some points to spare, so, 
The spell box is good. Okay. All right. So, um, the master ball, on the other hand, mm. um, it is a um, a rank seven uh, seal. Yep. Which means it's a DC seventeen will save. Uh huh. Um, it has eleven ranks of progression, so that um, it will the target is healed for ten years before it gets a second will save. Ooh. <laughs> wow! You've been banished for ten years. After ten years, I'm free. Time to conquer Earth. <laughs> if I could have squeezed two more points out of this, um, you, you could have gotten ten thousand years. I could have gotten a hundred years. Ooh. Oh damn! Oh, I would so... need uh, one, two, three, four, five, six points. I think. Hmm. Yeah, six more points to get ten thousand years. Okay, oh, so six, six points to read to really read a repulse of this shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but um, as it is, uh, it is currently a... Um, Ten years seems like enough time, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's a... I a, mean, that's that's long enough that, like, the heroes can seal the great evil in the can, and then when the evil comes out, it's just ten years later, and they beat the shit out of it again. No, then, yeah. we, have the, then we have the 10,000 years ball ready. Yeah. Ah, yeah. But... <laughs> Mm, ten years to either train yourselves to be ready for when it comes back, or to train successors to do what you could not. Yeah, or or to find a place for it to come back and like maybe put it in the middle of a nuclear test site. I don't know. Mm. Um, but yeah, so this one's going to be hard. It is a uh, DC thirty-four check. Mm. Oh, what's your bonus? Jesus! Wow. Uh, my innate bonus, uh, including my intelligence modifier. Uh, is 14. Oh, God. Um, Wait, you said DC 34? Yes. So you have the natural 20. More or less, yeah. Um, John, I will say this. If you want to, you can, instead of doing this, use the rest of your turn to begin looking up and gathering ingredients for this specific thing that will help in the construction and increase uh, the modifier for this role if you want it. Or decrease it. Oh, sorry, you yeah. the modifier. No, yeah. no, you're right, you're right. Yeah. So that eventually, sure. when you do make the Master Ball, you will be, be at a much better chance of success. Yeah, I actually need to make two checks uh, to, to to do this. I have I, I need to make a design check and then uh-huh. a crafting check. Okay. So, um, but yeah, that's... Um, uh, but yeah, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll... I will spend my segments to, to, to put this check on, a, on better terms. Sure, okay. So, um, yeah, tell you what, um, yeah, I will say that for every segment that you spend, like, during the day, um, what would you say would be fair? I, uh, plus two or a plus four? Um... How many segments are there? Um, you get well, two segments for- every day, one in the morning and during the daytime, and one after. I think, I think plus two makes sense, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. That that seems like a, a fairly standard like help action, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and, right. and that gives John what twenty percent chance, a twenty percent or twenty five percent chance to succeed now instead of five percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. I so. actually I think like every plus one modifier is a five percent because he said the DC was thirty four. Yeah. So he had a five percent chance, and you gave him plus four, so he has twenty five percent now, right? Yeah, if well, it was a plus four, then yeah, it would it would every plus four increases his chances by twenty percent. So hmm. tell you what, how about yeah, a plus four sounds reasonable and good. 
Okay. Um, sure. Because considering the sheer importance of the item you're going to make, it will take time to research this, but I feel as though these segments are worth spending for the sake of making this correctly. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, yeah, the, 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 the plan, if I had failed, was to scale it down to a one-year ball, but it's, uh, mm. even that... One year, be- six months! Ten years! Yeah. I'm gonna put you in the forbidden zone for a week. Hmm. Yeah, no, um, basically as, um, uh, so... The, the progression scale is uh, five years, one year, three months, one month, one week, one day, five hours, one hour, 20 minutes, five minutes, and then at zero additions, one minute. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Minute, okay. I'm free to do pretty much what I was doing before you showed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you begin looking over these plans, and it is clear that this is going to be the most complicated thing you have ever made. This is going to take hours of research, if not days, but you think that it is possible. It's just going to be a long planning process. So you begin pulling out the charts, you begin making some notes, and over the course of your shift, you just begin drawing up plans, taking a look, realizing that there's a flaw, scrapping those. So there are a number of paper balls next to your desk by the time the end of the shift rolls around, but you've come up with a number of ways not to make this thing, and you've come up with a couple of ideas as to how you could theoretically start putting this thing together. Okay. Mm -hmm. And with that, I'm going to say that as the end of the shift draws to a close, all of you guys head back to Scotland Yard after completing what you need to, and I think that as you begin to discuss the possibility of how best to use this um, substance that will grant somebody myth-related abilities, I think this is a good calling point to end this session tonight. Sounds good. The end of the session. Alright, what yep. are we gonna do with this juice? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's getting the juice? Mm. Alright, so uh, thank you all for listening, everybody. There were a number of bombshells that were dropped in this episode, but... Uh, yeah, looks as though there's a lot to consider going forward, and uh, we're going to spend some time just digesting everything we've learned. So thank you all very much for hanging out with us thus far, and uh, looking forward to having you with us as we see what else this story has to offer. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Good night. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at listentothesenerds.tumblr.com or on Twitter at LTTNCast. All our music is sourced from Incompetech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can email us at listen to these nerds at gmail.com.